there, there, there isn't always a lot of good news out there. Um, it may well be that we as the media don't spend enough time looking for it. But there's a, a good story, I think, in Business Day. Uh, once again, Michelle Gumede, uh, the reporter, just to acknowledge that. And Trans, um, the... The company ArcelorMittal, you'll recall a while back we reported on the fact uh, that they were going to mothball their long steel units at Newcastle and Vereniging. And they've decided to defer that for up to six months. They've had conversations with government. They've spoken to Transnet uh, because the uh, moving of of that steel to the ports was a major issue as it has been with so many other goods that we try to export from our country. But there is some sort of reprieve for the communities, uh, both in Vereniging and in particular in Newcastle, which um, is hugely dependent uh, on the revenue generated by employment at uh, at ArcelorMittal, by the spending of the company in the community, but also all the money that finds its way downstream uh, to people who are providing services of a different kind, maybe selling cars or selling food or renting houses or whatever it might be. Now, there is an organization called the Newcastle Growth Coalition. Uh, it's broad-based, and we are now joined by the chairperson of that body, Johan Peters. A very good afternoon to you, and thank you for your time. I know I'm sure you are feeling a degree of real relief uh, at the six-month reprieve, but I would think that you are also, to some degree, uh, anxious that you know six months may not necessarily solve the problem. What what, what are your thoughts uh, about this this news coming out of ArcelorMittal? Good afternoon, John. Thank you for the time. We really appreciate it. Um, well, we we positive. We we were positive from last year already that uh, we are sure that. Uh, with intervention of provincial government and national government, that uh, ArcelorMittal will be assisted and can be assisted in uh, keeping the doors open uh, in Newcastle. So if you had that confidence um, at the time, did you feel that, that, that the company moved too quickly, that you had enough reason to believe that, in fact, you know, the problems could be addressed and, and, and steadily solved? Uh, John, you know, the, the news broke on the 28th of November on right. a press release. And uh, two, we immediately after that requested for urgent meeting with Mr. Kovac Verstad, the CEO of uh, ArcelorMittal, South Africa, together with the uh, provincial government of Kaiseren. And uh, in two days, we were, past, uh, we were able to uh, arrange a meeting with Kubis and his team, and of course with provincial government, to sit down and discuss the potential closing of uh, the Newcastle Works, and of course for anything as well. It was a very, very, very intense meeting, um, and uh, we gave our full support towards Oslo Middle South Africa, together with the provincial government, and a task team was set up by provincial government and right. national government to deal with this. So what are the things that have, what's changed the circumstances? Because I'm sure uh, AMSA didn't make the decision lightly, uh, and yet you've, uh, as a group, been able to give them assurances around what in particular? I think, I think, that, I think we were just, part of the meeting to assist uh, the provincial government. The provincial government ourselves were in talks those two days before the meeting, and we knew what the problems are going to be, and and, and Kovitz and Amsa told us the problem is definitely Tansnet, 
that's the biggest problem. And Eskom is, the, of course, the second biggest problem, but it's a problem for everybody at this stage in the country. Right. And then, of course, um, they've got a problem of scrap metal. So there were three points on the table that need to be resolved. Now, we know that national government, uh, we saw in Sona last night as well, Transnet is a big problem for South Africa and, of course, Eskom as well. Mm. But this still stays a big problem for, for AMSA, the Transnet issue, and it must be resolved in the next six months. Otherwise, then eight close Newcastle works. Let's talk a little bit about the impact on the town because obviously there are people who are employed at the plant, uh, but there must be a whole economic ecosystem built around that. The people who work there uh, shop in shops, they, uh, they, they take out, uh, 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 they buy furniture on higher purchase, they buy cars, um, and, and, they, and the, the, the local uh, merchants must have been extremely anxious. Are they still cautious or are they saying, okay, let's get back to business and go about things as normal? Or are some of them hedging their bets a little bit? I think I think we're all still very cautious on what's happening with the AMSA situation uh, in Newcastle. Uh, you could see a, a decline in business during December because of this uh, announcement that happened in, uh, in November. They did see a decline in business uh, all over in Newcastle. And, and I think the community and, of course, business for itself is cautious in what's going to happen. Uh, but we're also a very positive community. I must be honest with you regarding that. Uh, we have all stood together uh, with a lot of other things that have happened in, in our city. And uh, we will stand together if anything happens with uh, Newcastle Amsa as well. But we did see a decline in, in business during December. Are there... Are the bright fires going to be a, a little bit bigger this weekend? Though? I mean, there must be, uh, I know it's not full-scale relief because uh, you've got a long way to go and some hurdles still to jump, but uh, any mood of celebration? Or are you going to celebrate? Sure, we're definitely going to celebrate um, yeah. at the end of the day because <laughs> of the fact that uh, the business, we, we, we've, of course, got our own business as well, so we're also going to celebrate. And uh, we, are, we are sure that, uh, we just had a, a few emails this afternoon with uh, provincial government and national government again saying that we need Transnet to sort out their problems as easy as that. Because, you know, the upstream and downstream, that's where, it, where, where, where it's going to happen. And, and if you just look at Newcastle, we can lose up to 630 million rand in a 12-month period of income in town. Uh, and that's yes. a lot of money. So we're very positive and uh, we, we're going we're gonna, to, I don't say fight this fight, but we're going to definitely make sure that we celebrate and make sure that Arsenal Middle Newcastle stays alive in Newcastle. Thank you so much, Johan Peters. He is the chair of the Newcastle Growth Coalition. I mean, a couple of things I took from that interview. The one is people just reacting really strongly and saying, okay, come on, we've got to sort this out. I am struck that maybe these conversations could have happened a little bit sooner, uh, but I'm not on the ground there and I don't know the, the ins and outs of it. But it does seem, uh, you do wonder why those meetings didn't place earlier. And then there's just that positive energy uh, that resolves many, many things uh, in this country. It doesn't sort them out permanently. It doesn't fix the macro problems. But boy, it can certainly give towns like Newcastle a second chance. Maybe you've got a story of something like that. It doesn't have to be a whole town. It could just be your street 
or your neighborhood or the school where the young people in your life attend. But if you've got a story of people saying, no, hang on, we're not, we're not accepting this. We're going to put it right. I'd love to hear that story. Let's build a little bit on the good news coming out of uh, the KZN Midlands. It's uh, 28 minutes now to four. This is 702 Drive.